0: children, if you want to unmute yourselves so that you can answer questions, um, please go ahead and do that. Um, This morning in today's sermon, we are going to be learning about the justice of the Lord and how he promises to put an end to the evil in this world. Now, this might be a hard initial question to start with, but I want to ask the question: What is justice? What do you guys think justice means? Uh, defending yourself. Okay, defending yourself. Any other thoughts? Justice. What does justice mean? It's okay. I know that was. A, this is a hard opening question. And justice, defending yourself. You know, justice has this sense of doing what is right and what is fair. And God, being God and being fully holy, is just. He always does what is right and fair. Now, the struggle for us in our lives is when God does what is right and fair, but it seems to not make sense to us, or it seems like it might be unfair to us. So we want to look this morning at an instance where God's justice l- might look unfair, but is actually true and good. So I want to look at this story in the Old Testament out of Second Samuel 6. And before we read this, I want to ask you guys another question. Do any of you know what the Ark of the Covenant is? think like the wine? I mean, the, when you drink grape juice or wine? Okay, so that's... That's the sign of the covenant. That's a good, it's a good guess. The Ark of the Covenant in the Old Testament. The Ark of the Covenant was a big wooden box that God told Moses to make and in which he kept the Ten Commandments. He kept some manna from the wilderness and they put his brother Aaron's miraculous staff in it. Now. God in the Old Testament has a lot of specific rules for how this ark was to be built, who could go in and see it, uh, who could come near to it, and how it was to be carried. And actually in the story we're going to look at today, the rule of how it was to be carried is what we want to focus on because it was important that the priests were the only ones who carried the ark And that it was carried by these special poles that were made of gold on either side of it. And it was very important that they did that because no one was allowed to touch the ark. Touching the ark was almost like trying to touch God himself. That was where God's presence was. So no one could touch it. Well, when we get to the story in 2 Samuel 6, the ark and God's law had been forgotten by the people for a long time. And David, you know, being a good king, decides it's time to fix that. And he says, let's bring the ark back to Jerusalem. And we read, actually, as he starts in this story by grabbing 30,000 men to go and get it back, which is a lot of men, if you think, just to get one box, right? 30,000 men. He sends them to go get it. But we already have a problem because we read in verses 3 and 4 that they placed the ark of God on a new cart, and brought it from Adinadab's house, which was on a hill. Uzzah and Ahio, Adinadab's sons, were guiding the cart that carried the Ark of God. Now remember what the rule I just said about the Ark was. What was the rule about how you were to carry it? No one touches it. No one touches it. And do you remember how you're supposed to carry it? Golden poles. On the golden poles, yeah. So there were two poles, No one was supposed to touch it, and it was supposed to be done by priests. Well, here we read that instead of having the priests carry the ark by these poles, they put it on a cart. And they have two sons just kind of stand near it just in case anything happens. So let's see what happens in verses 5 and 6. We continue to read. It says, but when they arrived at the threshing floor of Nacon, the oxen stumbled, and Uzzah reached out his hand and studied the ark of God. But the Lord's anger was aroused against Uzzah, and God struck him dead because of this. So Uzzah died right there beside the Ark of God. So what happened? He died because he touched. Yeah. He wasn't supposed to touch the Ark, but he does because the ox starts to stumble, and he reaches out to touch it. Now, not only does he break God's law by doing that? But it's almost as if he's trying to touch God himself, but it's hard. I I mean, this passage is a hard one for us because it's really easy to look at that and say, well, that's not fair, right? David, all David wanted to do was bring the ark back to Jerusalem. And all Uzzah wanted to do was make sure the ark didn't fall off this cart. And it's really easy for us to look at, at God's justice here and say, well, this just doesn't seem fair. But what we need to understand is that God gave his law to his people so that they could be in the presence of a perfectly holy God and not die. Right? God was saying to them in the law, I want to be with you, but the only way I can do that and not have my holiness consume you is if you follow these rules. So God's law was to protect both his holiness, but also to protect the people from that holiness that naturally wants to consume their, their sinfulness. And we read after and later in the story that, got, that David surely recognized this because the rest of the story shows that Uzzah's death scared David and he ends up leaving the ark at someone's house for three more months until he realized his mistake, he reads the law, he prepares a place for the ark in Jerusalem, and then he goes and he brings it back the proper way. Now the issue here is that somebody broke the law, and there was punishment, right? Now we don't have a whole lot of uh, of capital punishment today, but think about it: if somebody steals, and the police catch them, you expect there to be punishment for breaking the law, right? That's what we understand to be justice, to be good and fair. Well, the same is true about God and His holy law. God's law is perfect. And good, and if we break it, there's punishment and what the, the issue is that God is perfectly holy, and we, let's be honest, are just not we are sinful and we read in Romans 6:23 that the wages of sin is death. so when we ask if it's fair that people should die when they break God's law, it, it's hard for us to say yes, but we have to see that it's fair and just on God's part since God cannot let sin go unpunished. But guys there's good news because for us today we don't have to fear God's punishment anymore because God did something about the broken law. What did what did God do about our sin? Uh, he died on the cross. That's right. He sent Jesus to die on the cross. So God is good and just and has to punish sin, but instead of punishing each and every one of us through death, he actually sent himself through Jesus, right? The son of God to die on the cross and take our punishment so that we don't have to fear God's anger and God's punishment anymore. So God is still perfectly good and just in doing what is right by punishing sin, but he did it through punishing Jesus In our place so that we don't have to fear the consequences anymore isn't that good news Mm -hmm. so in all this we have to remember that God is just which means that he does what is right and fair even when it's hard for us to understand which includes the punishment of sin but we also remember that God took care of this punishment on our behalf if we believe and trust in Jesus so as we go to prayer now let's remember that God is good and just and his justice is seen in that he did something for our sin on our behalf. Does one of you guys want to pray to close us out this morning? Someone shout out because I can't see hands. Oh, Annalise? Yeah, Me? Annalise. Okay, Annalise, could you pray for us? Dear God, we pray for this day and we pray for the sickness that it won't celebrate our world tomorrow. And we pray that it will be done soon and everything would stop getting the sickness. And we pray for this wonderful day in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.